0: Welcome to the debut of the Outside Cast. Presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Montez, in beautiful Lower Downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. Uh, it's, it is beautiful out. I mean, one of the reasons I'm doing this new series on the uh, Outside Cast is that it is freaking beautiful outside. I am. It's like perfect weather. Go down to the dairy block. Um, first of all, if you're vaccinated, get your ass down there. Um, if you feel comfortable, um, restrictions are eased up a bit. But sitting outside in the dairy block is just, it's such a pretty area of downtown Denver. You'll love it. The Rockies are starting today. I'm sure there's going to there's gonna be 21,000 fans in the stands, despite the Rockies being dog crap. So if you are down there, just kind of stop over into uh, Blanchett Family Wines. Uh, right there in the middle of the dairy block, and get yourself some Cabernet. Get yourself, uh, like, the 2017 Alexander Valley uh, Cabernet is just so good. Um, You can also get yourself Pinot, get yourself some blends. Uh, It's it's such a great experience, and a really highly high-quality, great wines. Local Colorado business, they make their own wines from grapes in Sonoma County. You'll just enjoy it. Or, if you're like me and you can't do it until you get vaccinated, and holy God, I hope I get vaccinated soon, you um, can <laughs> go to, go to uh, bfwdenver.com and get yourself a bottle of the uh, Syrah. Uh, get yourself a bottle of the 2017 Cabernet. Get yourself a bottle of Pinot. Um, they have a bunch of blends. That's just, it's everything you could think of. They also have partnerships with Western Slope Wineries, uh, Restoration and Storm Cellars. So if you're going down to the dairy block, be sure and ask about that. Local Colorado stuff, they all benefit from it. Go to bfwdenver.com, book yourself a virtual wine tasting too. Those are extremely popular. While this pandemic is going on and you're not comfortable going down there, you can participate by doing these virtual wine tastings. Uh, Pretty soon I'm going to be having some stuff to give away on that. Just stay tuned for that. Go to BFWDenver.com, pick yourself a bottle, and get yourself, uh, it'll be delivery, it'll be uh, shipment, or you can pick it up curbside. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazine, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. When you go down, or when you talk to them, or when you go to BFWDenver.com, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, and this is a, a debut of something that I've, I've been wanting to start for a while. And I don't usually do this. I don't usually ask questions and have people respond and stuff. I did respond to them on on my podcast, but I decided that it's kind of nice, and I'm going to start this. Is all these all these. Podcasts I do where I ask questions. You'll hear the birds. You'll hear you'll hear the atmosphere of Thornton, like you do right now. Uh, and I'm going to be answering these things along with the various wildlife that that accompanies uh, uh, life out here in Thornton, Colorado. Um, so I asked a question on Twitter a, bit, a few minutes ago, and what I'm going to do right now is look down at these questions and see if I can get some good ones here. And I'm only going to pick about five. Um, so, and this is the debut episode, so this may be, uh, rough going at first, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, folks. So, question number one is from this person's name, uh, Johnny Baboon. Uh, how do you look at the George Carl era almost 10 years later? That's a good question. Um, George, uh, left an indelible mark on the Denver Nuggets, one of the best well st- currently he is the best coach in one of the right up there with Doug Moe is the best coach in nuggets history uh Michael Malone is not quite there yet um i i think I think you got to look at George's time with the nuggets in a couple ways and how the collection of talent that he had affected the way he had to coach um and you ca kind of separate it in from the mellow era to the after the post trade era which was uh, two and a half years of relatively successful basketball um you he, George did his best coaching job the year Melo was traded um and the subsequent two years afterwards okay those were those were the peak of george carl 's uh coaching years um, in Denver because he did a lot with a lot less because those nuggets teams of two thousand nine and two thousand ten were extremely talented and rightfully rightfully got to a western conference finals and quite frankly the next year if George doesn't get cancer uh probably would have made it at least there the following year so where we were at with George is to where I'm at with George is to look at what he did overall yeah George was frustrating George remains frustrating but he was inarguably in, in a great coach. Inarguably a great coach. I had the pleasure of talking with him frequently. I had had breakfast with him, uh, along with uh, Nate Timmons and Andy Feinstein. Uh, I think George uh, did a lot with very little. And like I said, the last three years of his coaching time in Denver was r- ranks up there with the best coaching jo- job George ever did as a, as a professional. And uh, I think we all should look back on, the, on, on George's time in Denver with a lot of fondness. Yes, there was a lot of disappointment. There was playoff disappointment. Um, a lot of the time with Melo probably could have been better than it was. But in all in all, you can't argue with the success. And the success George had was tremendous. And I think we should all appreciate where, what George was able to do with this team Um, and for, uh, you know, eight and a half years and the, one of the best coaching jobs George did was when he first was hired in January of, uh, 2005. Um, and that team went something like 34 and nine down the stretch. It was insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, of, of course they flamed out in the first round, but you know, that was, that was one of George's best coaching jobs too. So let's all appreciate George. Let's all appreciate what he brought to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you can find George on Twitter, uh, and you can find George uh, doing a podcast with Adam Marez called "Keeping It Without, uh, Keeping It 100." Is that what it's called? Oh, I should know And Truth and Basketball uh, is where George uh, has his own podcast, and uh, he has some great guests on that show. Really great guests to check it out. Truth and Basketball it 's really really fun listen. So, next question on Twitter. Uh, some fun questions today. Uh I, I I enjoy these questions. Okay, from uh TJ McBride. Now uh TJ is half Italian and half uh Irish, so I'm assuming his the TJ stands for uh um, Tawaka. No Tuaca is uh, Spanish. Oh uh <laughs> Never mind. I was going to make a joke, TJ, and it didn't. It, it didn't pan out. So anyway, from TJ asks me: uh, Is Aaron Gordon a better fit overall than Jeremy Grant? Yes, unequivocally yes. Period. Um, Aaron Gordon, um, I always thought was a better match than than uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, primarily for this reason: Jeremy Grant's fatal flaw, in my view, the fatal flaw Jeremy had. Was he's a terrible rebounder, and it was they were trying to play him at a premium position. So this is actually one of the reasons he ended up as the, the the three in the playoffs. Is that from that particular position, since he wasn't a post player, re- rebounding from him wasn't a premium. You know, as much as much as uh, Michael Porter Jr. sometimes has stone hands. Uh, he gets his fair share of rebounds. I mean, getting 10 rebounds a game is nothing to snort at, right? And that's what he's basically been doing the last several games. Um, Grant just was, for inexplicably, a terrible rebounder. And it was mind boggling to me. You know, he was a good defender, um, good offensive player, but and he played the role he played. Um, the reason, one of the reasons he got upset at the Denver Nuggets was, um, quite frankly, um, <laughs> quite frankly, it had to do with Paul Millsap being here and Grant having to play behind Paul Millsap. And I think that uh, I, despite what the Nuggets' plans in the future were that refer with him, uh, I think the, that his year with Millsap and having to play behind him probably rubbed him the wrong way, along with many other factors that we have all talked about. But I believe... That was part of the stew, and uh, I think that kind of set the die, uh, based on everything we've uh, we've known, and um, was not happy with his role, and I think his role was going to change. I don't think Paul Masek would be here if Grant stayed. But there's what it was. Coming back to uh, coming back to Aaron Gordon, Gordon seems to be, and, and this is one of the better th- the things that I have really really liked about Gordon. Since he has come to play with uh, in Denver, his ability to have a have an offensive quote unquote gravity, and I hate that fucking word, but it, it is what it is, having an offensive gravity without uh, having to score, and I think that there's a function of a um, and a a, a a some of its reputational. But some of it is also have, having an ability to be competent. I think people uh, underestimate this in basketball: overall competence, um, knowing what you are doing, getting the ball, and having a having a an idea of what you're going to do with the ball. Uh, that is the baseline with Gordon, and then you add on top of that, him not needing to have 20 points a game, like say Grant was needing, but really being able to knock down defensively. You saw in the last game against the uh, Sixers, Gordon didn't get in from midway through the uh, uh, third quarter all the way to the end of the game. And you saw how the Nuggets defense kind of just went to shit. Um, He is a one-man impact on that end, and that went largely unappreciated during his time uh, in Orlando, because generally Orlando had mediocre talent. I mean, you vo- Nikola Vučević is, is is good. Uh, uh, Evan Fournier is a better player than he was in Denver uh, back in the day. Um, but they aren't peak talent. Now that there's peak talent around him, you're seeing the how Gordon can be unlocked in different ways. And I'm, I anticipate the scoring will come up later once they once they find out different ways to play him. It'll be great. I think the next evolution is playing him with the second unit a little more. Get he and Jamal out there. Have uh, have Gordon switch from the uh, switch from playing say like a three-four to just a three uh, out there with Millsap and whoever, and getting that kind of unit going. That's where I think Gordon's large largest of scoring will happen. The rest of it is like his need is basically to be a guy who can defend the premium wings. And that's something the Nuggets didn't have. And I think that is, that is something that's great. I think, in my opinion, just, you know, it's just me. In my opinion, uh, Gordon fits far, far better than uh, Jeremy Grant did. And you're seeing it borne out right now. Small sample size, but that's the way I look at it. Alright, before I continue with the rest of the podcast, I would like to talk to you about DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that is still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet on that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings offers a... Daily odds uh, boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn 100 100, one hundred into one hundred one dollar into one hundred dollars. If the college basketball team of your choice pulls off the win, that's code MHS, turn $1 into $100 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Now uh, we get to some fun questions. Well, one fun question, one serious question. Um. From, do do from Sean on Twitter. I appreciate this question so much. What is your favorite brand of vintage Scotch? Oh man. Uh, okay, here's a here's a little backstory for y'all. Um, when I was younger, uh, going into my basically from when I was 21 to about 25, <clears throat> I had a close personal relationship with Scotch. In a way that uh, most 21 to 25 year olds don't have, I was very much a big fan of Scotch. I—it's hard to explain. I don't—I—I'm I, I, not a big drinker. i have I, kind of transferred some drinking to wine. If I obviously, as you know from this podcast, um, I'm not a big drinker. I—but I went through what everyone goes through when you know you're 21. Uh, you. You enjoy some. You you enjoy things, and usually for twenty-one year olds, it's beer. It's you know, you introducing yourself to liquor. No, I went straight to hard liquor. Right. It's probably one of the reasons I don't drink as much as I do now because you know that shit wrecks you, and when you're that young, you don't think, okay, I can just sip and nurse this scotch. No, I got to power slug this like I'm going to the chair. Right, and that 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 will. Alter your life because, oh my God, the hangover from scotch is prodigious and it stays with you for a long time. But I digress. I do love scotch though. And I tend to gravitate towards a single malt. Uh, I have had good blends, um, but you kind of have to go higher end with the blends. Um, You have to kind of See, so like if you, Johnny Walker isn't tremendous, but if you go to Blue and up, it's good. But that's you're getting into serious money there. Okay, uh, I won't tell you the story about me blowing entire paychecks on one bottle of Johnny Walker Blue when I was in my early twenties. Let's let's just forget about that for a moment. Um, take that aside. Single malts tend to be a little more smoky. Um, I enjoy certain single malts. My favorite. Favorite, 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 favorite is Macallan. Any vintage, any, any vintage of, of Macallan. The 25 is perfect. There's 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 more advanced years. You can get a 37, you can get a 50, um, you can get a 30 too. Um obviously that is out of my price range. You cannot spend, I there's no way that anyone on this planet should be spending over a grand on a bottle of scotch. Unless, you know, you've just won the lottery and you just, you know, it's like a rap video and you're just throwing money in the air. That's the at that point, you know, you know YOLO, go for it. But um, I've had 25 at a special occasion and it was just so, so good. It was beyond measure. But there is some great single malt scotches that are relatively affordable. Balvini is great. Uh, particularly Balvini 18, 18 year is just like butter. Um, another one is Oban. Oban I found to be really, really good. Um, Glenlivet is good on a budget, so is some others. I would not recommend things like Pig's Nose or uh, you know any of Dewar's or any of the lower Cutty Sark, any of the really low-wind scotches. If you're going to get a scotch and you're going to get a single malt, make sure it's mid-grade. So Glenlivet and up. And then Glenlivet, even even then, is budget, but there are levels, and but if you're going to get a single malt, uh, there's a there's a Macallan 12 year that I think is perfect. It's really really good. Macallans tend to have a great tasting palate, so if you're going to get it, I, I would say that. But anyway, no one want, no one tuned into this thing to get a lecture on Scotch, uh, but my favorite is by far Macallan. That's it's to me that's the highest. Quality scotch, but there are some great single malts. After that, uh, like I said, Balvini, Oban, uh, even Legovlin, even that's a little more smoky. Um, I'm not a big fan of the ashtray taste on some of these. Uh, <laughs> some of these, but like I wouldn't I, I hate Laphroaig, Uh and that's basically like you know drinking a liquid ashtray. That's how smoky that is. Um, but there are people who love that sort of thing. I don't, but it's horses for courses at this point. So I. Uh, I, I do, I would recommend, I would definitely recommend, um, uh, McAllen. So if you're going to go out and get, get, you get yourself a bottle of scotch and you got a little cash to burn, it's like you want to take the stimulus check and, you know, that you got and, uh, uh put portion of it on some scotch, McAllen, baby, that's the one for you. All right. One last question. And this one is, uh, from Corey Schellenberger. And I appreciate this question. Um... Because I think this is where I think this is where we are all heading. And I think it's a prescient question. Should there be a vaccine passport, quote unquote, to attend events with a large crowd? Yes. This is what I believe. Yes. Yes. Um I think far too many times we look at Health proof as an infringement on our rights you 're not violating HIPAA laws to present your proof that you 've been vaccinated um, to get uh, a passport and to enter certain countries. you have to be, have proof that you have been inoculated on various things like you know uh, polio malaria um, yeah you know, all these all these various viruses that we 've had as a as a human race coming through the years right. Um, you have to present proof that you have been inoculated against that. This is no different. Now, I I suppose the difference is getting into doing regular life things, right? There's a segment of this country that is dead set against getting vaccinated. And I think those people are fools. But um, they take that as an infringement on their ability to do regular life stuff. Um, in an abstract, I get it, but here's where we're at, folks. This vaccine is very good, very efficacious, uh, and we're getting more and more evidence that it prevents future, uh, actually prevents you from giving it to someone who's not vaccinated, right? Um, I think, and, and I this is just the way I look at it. I'm not a, health, a public health person, so obviously I do not dread policy. But if it kind of helps people get motivated, if, particularly if you're hesitant to get vaccinated, then why not, right? I want to go to concerts, right? I want to see my the Black Crows again. I want to see Trigger Hippie. I want to see, uh, you know, my my. If you listen to my interview with Steve Gorman, he is itching to get back to performing live. Right. I I just get get yourselves vaccinated, folks. I mean, those of you who have had it before, not counting the people who are not now, but if it's been a couple months since you have uh, been, um, you know, had the infection, get yourself one shot. Get that further protection and get out and enjoy your life. Yes. If you're going to have to be in a crowd concert concert. Any sort of big mass gathering like full-capacity Pepsi Center. Why wouldn't you want to have that extra level of protection and surety? I mean, think of the anxiety of having to be in a big crowd now, folks. (laughs) We've had a year of this shit. Think of the anxiety that you would feel having to be in a big crowd with thinking like, oh my God, this person, am I going to get something? Right? Is this a super spreader event? If you want that extra surety that you won't get infected get yourself vaccinated. So long story short, yes, I agree. 100%. Uh, this is exactly what you should do. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest more cast. I, I kind of enjoyed this one. I'm going to do this once a week, the outside cast where I uh, answer some questions and I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you all for joining me on the latest more cast, outside cast, and I'll be talking to you later. Sayonara.